How do you explain uh, Aaron Nola's performance um, in the postseason and dating back to the end of the regular season? What's made the difference for him, especially tonight? Well, they made a little mechanical change with his stride direction. And once he did that, that was like two or three starts, uh, his last two or three starts of the season. And he started getting the ball to the glove side and the breaking ball became better, the changeup became better, he started using his changeup a little bit more. And he's he's dialed it up ever since. Holy Toledo. You know, this is kind of the lineup that we envisioned ourselves having all season long. And I just think that we're we're clicking at the right time right now. You know, we have from top to bottom, everybody seems like they're having good at bats. Um, the focus is there. Wow. The intent is there. We're we're not chasing as much as we did early in the season. You know, we're we're trying to cut down our swings and just put the ball in play and then you, you turn around and we're hitting home runs all over the field. These guys are doing a ton of damage. So I just think um, everybody's a little more focused right now and, and just walk in. I think the Phils like this song. It ain't me, boys. That's what Arizona's saying. How the hell do we get out of town? Get the Diamondbacks out of town, baby. Ten zip. Are you kidding me? All right, baby. Here we are, high atop the west side of Cherry Hill, after just a remarkable performance once again by the Fightings. This is getting this is getting from the sublime to the ridiculous. I mean, you know, we were at dinner tonight, and Mary said, "What do you expect?" I said, "Well, I, I actually think Kelly, pitcher for Arizona." Could be more effective uh, the gallon last night because he threw a gem against the Dodgers. This this is an all bets are off team. Put all logic aside, you know it doesn't matter. You you, you there's no deductive reasoning applicable to the Phillies at this point. I mean their OPS they they went into tonight's game with the OPS of like nine oh seven a team OPS okay with the seven extra base hits tonight it could be over a thousand. That's I don't think that's probably ever been done. Seven post post season games in, you're talking an OPS of a thousand. How could it have been done? What team would have ever done that? I, I mean, normally when you say never, never to a record, sure enough, it's out there. And I'm I'm not going to go back seventy five years and look for it. I'm not going to go back fifty years and look for it. But I guess if I just Google highest OPS uh, last 50 years uh, postseason, it's probably already done, right? I've done that a lot where I've done 40 minutes of research only to find the answer laying for it or laying in wait for me. I don't know where to start with tonight's game. What what stands out the most? Uh, Nola stands out the most. The most. I could say certainly Schwarber's at night with uh, two bombs, the the – Exit speed ridiculous, but I think Nola's pitching line at six three zero seven eighty two is what stands out. If not the defensive plays made tonight, I mean, what's the most relevant in a ten nothing game? Uh, you know, I I had to rip up the compilation sheet on the little stuff, the micros, because who wants to hear that the Arizona coach should have brought a lefty in in a sequence when you know JT got a double. It, that that nobody cares about that when it's ten nothing. So we'll keep it in the macros and forget the micro op- observations. But Nola's six innings, three hits, zero runs, seven Ks, and only eighty two pitches 
is an impeccable ball game. Absolutely, utterly impeccable ball game. And uh, as he was entering the fifth inning, I told Maris that I'm just picturing the Brinks truck backing up, you know, to his house because anyway, anyway, it shakes out now. He's rightfully earned himself a big fat contract. And don't forget too, his age is going to be talking about the fact that they think he's underpaid right now. Cause I think the contract that the Phillies currently have him in is unbelievably favorable for the Phillies. So I think there's a little bit of catch up, um, you know, catch up football in the next contract, but what's it going to be? I don't know, but I know one thing it's already out there that the Braves want to ruin the parade. They want to get uh, Nola to the Braves to break up the, the Wheeler Nola combination, because if you think about the Phillies offense and there's ways it can get better next year. Although I don't think the Phillies organization is going to make some of those moves Okay, I don't see who they're going to sit from this lineup. I don't see who they're going to trade. Don't say they're going to trade Schwarber to open up a spot for Hoskins. Don't lose your mind that much. It may make some sense on paper, by the way. Don't think they're doing anything to this clubhouse. So the Braves already looking at the last two years of dilation and thinking, well, what would we need to do? Well, you got to go out and you try to break up Nola and Wheeler. That's exactly what you try to do because – that's just such a formidable back-to-back. And then when you got a third guy that's pretty good, like Schwartz has been, you're going into the series with one hand tied behind your back. I mean, and so I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's Atlanta's uh, approach. Phillies aren't going to let that happen. I have no doubt in my mind, especially the way he's pitching the postseason. He pitched a better game than Wheeler did, not with the velocity, was it in 97-98, but when he's on what all of his pitches do, man, you talk about dancing and cutting. And, and he throws the balls that I swear when the catcher catches them, they're, they're, uh, they pass through the strike zone uh, as strikes, but they're caught as balls, you know, and he, he's just devastating. But what, what a fun uh, trip it was watching him tonight. Um, again, I'm, I can't talk about the, the matchups at this point. It's just ridiculous. Rojas should be budding. Who cares? Who cares when you're scoring 10 runs about what Rojas should be doing? Here's a stat you will enjoy. Against the Braves, just to show you what power pitching means and how it impacts quality swings, walk ratio, the whole thing. Against the Phillies, the, the uh, Braves, the Phillies were basically a five-walk 10 strikeout team and still won, right? But they didn't get a prolific amount of walks. The, the guys like Strider are tough to do that against. So if you picture five walks in 10 Ks against the Braves, you, you kind of get imprint, imprint that. And then you take a look at Arizona. Well, they were even, like four walks and four Ks. So you're walking about the same, but you're not striking out. Because the Phillies are good contact hitters against mediocre pitching. They're not going to strike out 12 times against these arms. Uh, so so they're, they're not striking out. And you take a look at Arizona on the other hand. And after two games, I believe, I didn't, I didn't actually mark up the ninth. Uh, it's three walks or two walks and 22 strikeouts against Philly's pitching. 
So how's that for a mismatch? If the Phillies are breaking even on walks and, and strikeouts, how about Arizona being 3-22? and 22? How's that for grossly disproportionate, gang? And then you look back at the Braves, and the Phillies walked only five times, struck out 10, 11, and 12. So right away you could see unbelievable imbalance. And that just kind of transfers, filters through to everything going on. The Phillies are barreling every at-bat. They're confident early on. There's, I mean, they're throwing uh, Schwarber pitches again tonight, a sinker that was 89 miles an hour, and he hit 750 feet. It's unlike anything I've ever seen, ever seen in postseason baseball. And you keep thinking there's going to be an end in sight. You, you, you don't think it could continue. Um, but as far as the way the game started tonight, once again, so let's agree that we cease with any of the, the negative uh, NOLA talk. We did knock that off forever because I've got more than a few texts about NOLA and uh, in the postseason and whatnot. I don't know what. I, I've been critical too at times, but I generally don't know what people are missing. All the guy does is give you 200 innings a year for like the last six years. Yeah, he fluctuates. Yes, he does. He he's, he touches four in ERA one year, and then the next year's 2.68. Then he goes back to 3.78. Then he goes back to 2.69. Then he goes back to four. Look at his career. Every other year, the ERA fluctuates, as does his walk-to-strikeout ratio. What doesn't fluctuate? The fact that the guy cranks out 200 innings a year, and those those pitchers are, are not – there are far and few between guys who can give you 200 innings. And then he throws a classic like he's done in the postseason. So he's here to stay. Now we got to pay for him. But how did the Diamondbacks come into town? All right? Aggressive. We knocked off the Braves or the Milwaukee. We knocked off the Dodgers. And then this guy that I raved about, I, 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 okay, I'll take back all my words on, on this uh, Corbin Carroll, Christmas Carroll guy that gets to first base with 55 stolen bases. I had to check the stats tonight to make sure I didn't miss, miss uh, state. He gets down to first base, not only last night's opening game, but tonight's opening game and sits on his butt for 15 pitches and his batters were even taking strikes to let him get the second. You could tell they were. Oh, my Lord, and how lost were some of the power hitters like Walker tonight. They had fear in their eyes. And Boa said you could see fear in hitters' eyes. And, and it, it's if you've seen enough of it, you know what it looks like. And it was there tonight. And then the, the when you're really lost as hitters, as they were against Nola, you start guessing because you know you have no other path to success. Now, you watch Turner when he guesses and how he gets out front, keeps the hands back, and slaps a single. That's what good, really good hitters can do. Harper's done it a million times where he hits that flare over shortstop. And you know, you know he was guessing, and he didn't get the pitch he was anticipating, and he reacts to it and gets the bad head out and levels out and still gets a single. Well, tonight, when... The Diamondbacks guessed wrong. They looked silly. They had like gumbo legs. I mean, they were like, oh, fastball. We were we were thinking, you know, all-speed pitch. Uh, it, it looked ridiculous. And it happened like, I think in the fourth or fifth, it happened three straight times. 
But anyway, this kid gets down to first base and sits on his butt. Uh, I, I would love to be writing for a uh, uh, one of the uh, newspapers out there in Arizona, man. I'd be saying this guy steals, makes 60 attempts during the season. That's a lot of attempts when you look at the number of times on base. And, it, and you talk about respect for JT because in his mind and the Diamondbacks' mind, there's one thing they don't want to see happen, and that is to have their prolific league-leading base stealer thrown the hell out at second base to start the game. Therefore, we won't run. And that's cowardly. When a guy's got 55 stolen bases, it's cowardly. Okay, If a guy's got 20 stolen bases, maybe not. It's logical. But in that situation, so what if you're out? You, you showed the attempt. You, sh- you showed that you're playing to win aggressive. I just thought not to make too much of it again in a 10 nothing game. I know that one play doesn't matter. But psychologically, maybe that's where they folded for the whole game. I said that about last night. Can we talk about Bohm's glove at third base? Brooksy Bohm, Brooks Pro Bohm, my Lord. Uh, you know, they've been working really hard, and he is vastly improved. Harper's unbelievable. Stott's been there. I mean, Stott was there at the second uh, half of last year, plus defensive player. You're talking about the potential now of all-star defensive-level play because everybody said that when Baum gets it straight, he's going to be unbelievable third baseman defensively. He's long, uh, and he showed it tonight. And Bo has been telling me all season long how how hard he's been working, and I, I don't challenge any of that. Harper delayed games at first base until he could get extra ground balls in. These guys have that much pride, you know. And Stott, I I, I sent him out to uh, the the select room group, um, and th- th- to show the pivot he made last night on the high throw. By the way, Sandy Koufax is still alive. I <laughs> had Sandy Koufax dead and buried. Oops, my bad. Sorry, Sandy. Uh, but I was paying you a hell of a compliment in the room before I, I, I pronounced you. Anyway, he's alive. Uh, but we were showing the turn that ended the game last night. Uh, the ball made a, a nice backhand play. And he comes up firing, and he throws high. And Stott's got to go up and get the ball, pulls it down, and pivots. And on replay, slow motion, you can't follow the exchange, you can't follow it. I'm like, wait, what am I missing, a frame? Now that's how quick he is right now and throws a seed to first base. They're going to have a good defensive infield. It's going to be around a while. And uh, and you know you're never going to see Schwarber back in left field, okay? Once you took him out, I know I said this last night, and I could make this the thesis for all the podcasts right now. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I know this is true, not that I've played professional baseball, but I've talked to enough guys, been around the game long enough. When you change the psychological factor, one of the dynamics, okay, you change, you just reset all the pins. And when they pulled him out to follow the bouncing ball here, they put Marsh in left instead of Schwarber. Okay, you do that math. But then you insert Rojas, who's going to end up being the best center fielder in the history of the Philly, sorry, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Maddox, uh, right? Yep, Matthews Maddox, I got it right. Maddox, the center field, Secretary of Defense, I think was his name, Tommy. Um, and then Casty's had a great year assist wise, still negative DRS. We can live with that, but the balls that are pulled to the left side, that's where you need to defense. But then you put a Harper first, 
All right, Baum stops that experiment. You put him back at third, and isn't it fair that we just give him a, a, a good run of games? The, how hard is it in professional baseball to learn two defensive positions, right? So you put Baum back at third. He's doing a fantastic job. We're going to have to live with Turner, but he'll knock in more than he'll let it with his glove, let's hope. Uh, but if that's the only position you have to circle, because JT picks you up in so many ways. By the way, there's another way we should be giving JT a lot of credit. It doesn't show up in the box score. Look at how many pitches, how many times the Phillies pitchers get to 3-2, 2-2. And why are they getting out of it? Why are they coming back all the time? Why are we calling the right pitch? Why are we getting so many strikeouts? Why aren't we walking three straight? Why are we always taking command back from an inning that looks like it's getting out of control? Because JT's calling that smart of a ball game. And unfortunately, the media guys, they don't write that up. You don't hear the announcers during the game talk about that. You don't hear the guys at the post-game show talk about JT's command of the game. But when you watch it and see what he's calling and when he's calling it, and the location of the pitches, I mean, yeah, he makes mistakes. He made one uh, in the uh, in the Atlanta series, uh, and he owned it. All right, he owned it. But he's just been amazing. But to watch the uh, Diamondbacks guest tonight and have such bad reactions to their guests, it was hysterical how bad it looked. Nola was brilliant. The defense was brilliant. Uh, Baum, it was a pleasure to watch you tonight. And uh, Stott, you're just—I love when the balls hit to you. You're you're the you're our new Utley, my man, and you're going to be here for ten more years. The team's only going to get better. We now have solidified the best bullpen in baseball. But on this podcast, you heard that it was a month and a half ago. Well, when did I turn? I got a couple texts today. Didn't you sort of, you know, turn your opinion a little bit on the Phillies? I sure did. I sure did. I, I was very unhappy when we had this defensive misalignment. I couldn't stand watching it with Shorebrown left field. And I know that wasn't his first preference. We get all that, okay? But we got things right. Turner got started, right? They made some other adjustments. And tell you the truth, all to my liking, except for one thing. And, yes, I know he had two home runs tonight. And the only, my only reaction to that is, wouldn't it be something if he had that power display going on from the four-hole where we could protect Harper, because if you're not watching closely, they are not throwing Harper strikes. As the games progress, I think it'll get tougher at some point. Maybe not. Maybe we're going to blitzkrieg this thing right into an 8-0 sweep in the postseason and knock the hell out of the Rangers, too. They may need Forest Rangers by the time we're done with that group. But if we're going to hit like this, no, none of that will matter. But uh, I maintained that if we got the lineup right now, this is not going to happen. Forget about it. He, he stayed tonight with Baum at, in a 4-0, and everybody was talking about Baum's going to deliver because he had two line drives last night, and sure as Hades, he did tonight. So you, th- there's two things you could absolutely put down as a lock. Schwerber's going to bat lead off the rest of the way, and, and Baum's going to hit fourth. I don't agree with either one of them, right? But that doesn't make me right, that's for damn sure, because right now, Skipper's right on everything he touches. Like, you get to buy the lottery ticket, you're in back of him in line, you, you ask him the numbers and you pick up the same lottery ticket because the guy, everything he touches, turns to gold right now. So, hey, you play a hot end, I got your back, Skipper, we'll go with you, but watching these guys uh, with 31 and six more, seven more extra base, what, 40 extra base hits? Um 
this is th- this is just absolutely ridiculous. What you're seeing in seven games, look at the number of doubles and triples, and you know, it it just doesn't make any sense. It's like slippage softball numbers, and you keep saying, how long can it continue? But great pitching, great bullpen. Good to see the kid get in there tonight. Strike out the side. How about that? Way to end in ninth. Um, what it, where's the criticism right now? If you want to be critical, where is it, right? That Wheeler should pitch into the eighth? Is that it? You know, that Wheeler should still have his 98-mile-an-hour fastball in the seventh? There you go. Well, I wouldn't even want that because I want to keep our bullpen fresh. I want to see Alvarado come in and, and look like the most dominant lefty in, in baseball. It's all there, gang, for a World Series. Plus, we were there last year. We have that experience now. And how about the clubhouse? How about the dugout? And how about the fans? Check those three boxes. And uh, I know just about the time you say it's a perfect world, the wheels come off. But, boy, did it, speaking of the wheels coming off, did the wheels ever spring the hell off of the Arizona Diamondbacks? I mean, they just look like an absolute fraud while they're in Philadelphia. I mean, I bet I bet they messed up the hotel rooms, okay? They probably didn't tip the, the room service people. I mean, they, they just came in here like imposters. And how the heck... They beat the Brewers and the Dodgers. Is that the type of thing where you start to say, if Team A could be Team B and Team B, you know, we've all done this in sports, right? By by virtue of those comparisons, a lot of times the worst team in the league can beat the best team. But if Arizona could own the Dodgers and the Brewers the way they did, coming back in games where there's a big deficit and coming here and get obliterated, what does that mean? by reference, say maybe about how dynamite the Phillies are compared to the Dodgers or the Brewers because they're beating up on the team that beat up on the Dodgers and the Brewers. I know that's a little far-fetched. Let me get back on my loafers here. So we're going to uh, check out this thing till Thursday. Game time is, I believe, 5 o'clock. Could be 6. Check your, uh, check your local uh, listings there. It's 5 or 6 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, Suarez gets the ball against uh, a pitcher that, uh, if I say his last name, it's going to sound like F-A-R-T, so I won't even pronounce there. But all, all I saw is he had an ERA for the season of 5.86, and he, he's a slow righty. That's who they got for, for game three, if it's correct. God forbid if it's correct, okay? We, we may get six runs in the top of the first. Like the team, love, love the team to go all the way. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, I don't, you can't recall an offensive unit like this group. How could you? And what's the, what's the last team you remember that had a thousand OPS uh, in the postseason? I don't think you do have one, right? So that's a wrap. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your Wednesday. God bless America. If you want to get a hold of us, I know I've been uh, forgetting to give out the numbers. I uh, was uh, written up on that. So, so it's a 609, it's 828, it's 5569, it's my cell phone. Text me anytime, make a baseball comment, make an observation, tell me how to improve the show, tell me how to enunciate. Uh, just don't tell me how to pronounce last names, please. Thank you very much for that. Uh, it's rarely intentional. Once in a while, slip on it. Appreciate the viewing audience. It's growing. It's uh, It's fun to see that energy. It's fun to be a part of. I'm looking forward to get my sidekick, Chad, back. Uh, I've got good news today that Angela Katolbi is agreed. 
the WIP Kingpin, recently retired, has agreed to come on the show. Uh, I think we're going to do a tape a session next Tuesday-ish, which means we may, based on the baseball, based on predicate on the baseball schedule, we uh, may do our long show instead of Monday on Tuesday. But that's tentative because I got to check different schedules. Okay, but it's really cool to know that Angelo will be on the show for an extended uh, bit. Uh, the, he promised us he would come on after we went up to WIP Studios to debate him on Phillies baseball versus the Eagles, and he conceded. And I said, oh, that's not fair. I said, you got to do a podcast. And he said, I'll do a podcast. Uh, get a hold of me after I retire. We gave him some time, and he's been a gentleman, and, and he's agreed to do it. Um, and he's not doing them for everybody. So we are really very th- we're thrilled and honored to uh, have Angelo coming on the show. That's it. We're out of here. God bless America. Let's play the music. And, uh, man, go Phillies. Look at the boys go. Red, white, and blue, baby. Some folks are born, made wave Bring it to the bank. The bank's open. The bank's open. I know where I'm going to deposit my money. I'm going to the bank tomorrow.